0: You are turned to remote station seven, broadcasting on the suburbs of frequency. Absolutely, believe that to the core of my being, uh, because I was working for a guy who paid uh, loans. Maybe they put it that way. At at that time, and this was in Cleveland. And one day, you know, I, he I, I got. Him, really don't want to use the language he used for fear that you'll reprint and people decide I said it. Come here, kid. Down on um, Superior. What do you, mean? you know, the guys are talking. Superior's a street. But you know, you know those are They always, you know, always wear white shirts and bow ties. They don't smoke. They don't drink. They don't even talk. Like, you know, really straight arrow guys. You can't get them to do anything. Which, you I got because that's how he makes living. But then he says, you know what? They're coming in here and they're putting money on this cash. claim. These guys don't bet. I'm laying off. Which means, you know, he's distributing the money. He's not taking all the bets himself. So, uh, but he says, hey, you know, give me, give me some money. You got some money? Well, I mean, if you give me some money, I'll get it down to you, not with me, but I'll get it down to you in another city, because it's going to be, depending where you're looking, 8 to hey, 1, 10 to 1, 15 to 1, but but it's a short thing, so I gave the money and <laughs> collected my work, I mean, is that true positive No. but why so-called black Muslims, the original term followers of Elijah when i'm they would make bets when all that was prohibited out of the question. You know, and when Ali got in the ring like he was his play, he had not come out as a Muslim yet. So, I think uh, there's no question that, you know, Sonny's whole career was owned by Frankie Carbo. And I'm sure they told him tonight's not tonight. Anyone who thinks, uh, you know, boxing was untainted by fixed fights in the 60s is, you know, mentally ill. It's a a ludicrous kind of proposition. I mean, that didn't make me paranoid. It made me really interested in, in... how little I know! And I thought, you know, you, I thought I was a real straight wise guy. You know, I dropped, I dropped out of school to get married, and I was working for this person, uh, and I was making good money. And, you know, I uh, had to go to a lot of places to make this money. There wasn't a lot that I wasn't familiar with that people my age just wouldn't know existed. So I went from thinking, damn, you know, I'm really an experienced guy to, you know, it's like a much bigger world I I'll have a clue about. So I've been in the hot pursuit of that kind of knowledge of uh, had a whole damn man. experience, you know, of dropping out and having, a, you know, my 18-year-old wife that I had to support what I had to do. I mean, it wasn't as if, uh, you know, the world was my oyster. And if you look at my job history after that, you'll see Hodgson's truth, federal investigator for the public health service in sexually transmitted diseases. That's when I first learned about the Tuskegee experiment, and that's when I first learned that people have sex with their own children, and, and I knew they were so-called job lessons, but I didn't know. I literally didn't know about it. And the tolerance for it. And I went from there to the New York City Department of Welfare, where it, I mean, if you go in there with your eyes open and you listen, there's almost nothing you can't learn from that experience. Then I, you know, I went to the office and I acted insanity. and came back. I got a fellowship to study organizing with Lewinsky, and that didn't work out for a whole lot of reasons. Then I stayed in Chicago running this program for migrants, essentially Appalachians who came to Chicago to work steel, and when the mills closed, had no place to go. And I ran uh, to maximum security prison for. So called aggressive, violent youth. And, you know, by the end of that, I said, this is just crazy. I'm never going to be able to change anything working for somebody. And it wasn't until then I went to law school. And, you know, the only way I could afford to represent kids, because what the government pays you to do that in New York is, (laughs) It, it was $10 an hour when I started. Okay, you know, I was driving again, I to keep money coming in. But then I, you know, picked up a bunch of criminal cases, so I was able to use the criminal defense findings representing kids. Uh, I mean, the folks didn't start until quite a number of years later. And it wasn't until then that I was able to say, okay, I don't need to represent shooters, stompers and stabbers anymore. I couldn't catch it if I was not chasing whatever it was that was standing out. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Jesus. Jesus Christ, you bet Sir. Hello. Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? Son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh oh. Okay, hang on. He's right. Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, I caught he's big. But it's, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's a big, real big person, that's all I can say. Station 7. Broadcasting on the sub of frequency. Remote Station 7 is now signing off.